HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. at you live from Heritage Radio Network. Today is Monday, February 22nd. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo. I write about people who make food. You can find my work and me as wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34, straight and single. And I am your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. I am an actor, writer, musician, occasional bartender and server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 33, straight and and still single, Jacqueline. Still single. Uh, for our second segment today, we're going to be joined by Leite Sue, a journalist, fellow heritage host, and industry culinary connector. Uh, we're going to chat Leite up about how her constant travels and work social mixing help and harm her dating life. Harm. Harm. I'm making some assumptions like- <laughs> based on personal experience, maybe. Um, but before we get to that, we are once again blessed to have a beautiful wine sponsor for our show today. Mm. Ooh, so today our Gruet comes, it's a brute in the champagne method, made by a French family in New Mexico. So Ben is taking a sip right now. Does it taste, I haven't sipped it yet. Does it taste like champagne? It's supposed to taste like champagne. It does. Let me say, hold on a second. Oh, I love the bubbles. Yeah. If They're very soft, delightful bubbles. If you didn't tell me that it wasn't champagne, I would, would not have known. thought it was. Um, it retails for seventeen ninety nine, and it was sent to us by a really cool website, Farm to People, which is a new, a relatively new or new in my world, um, online specialty market, which delivers local small batched artisanal uh, makers and their products to your front door. Very cool. I'd never heard of that. And neither had I before. And it's a really beautiful site, so I was scoping it out for a while. Um, it's by a father and son duo. They have chocolates and baked goods and sweets and meats and cheeses and pickles and sauces and body care. Oh, uh, I just want it it's all amazing. right now. Um, some of my favorite products over there, They are uh, there's nothing artificial. There are no GMOs, humanely raised stuff. Um, it's really awesome. And recently, they've partnered with Flatiron Wines and Spirits uh, in New York City. Uh, it's a that has the the best American grown and produced vintages in the United States, and so that's where this came from. So it's farmtopeople.com. Very interesting. Thanks so much for this very beautiful 
bubbly wine that's putting us in the mood They're on a tasty. Monday. It's very tasty and it's very soft. They're it's very light tiny, and tiny bubbles. I know. It's make just me what warm I need all right over. Now, I think somebody on the Muppet sang. Tiny bubbles. <laughs> it's my new favorite champagne drinking song. <laughs> Wait, who sang that? Make me well. I don't know. I, I am having my sister. Well, no, Jessica, if you're listening, you have to text us, to text or tweet us with that. Tiny bubbles make me warm all over. Is it's it a like bath Gonzo? song. No, I don't know. My sister's going to kill me. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Hit so, us with the education. So, Ben, today, before we bring on Lady in a little bit, um, I don't know about you, but I had sort of an epiphany over the weekend. You, <laughs> like, I had an epiphany, so you must have had one. So, yeah, no, I I so <laughs> I if you have, haven't, come I up. Well, no, just, I had a totally mindless weekend of I had a, drinking and, you know, debauchery right, well, with my brother and my mom for their birthdays. Oh, that's nice. It was really nice. That's really nice. It was. But tell me about your epiphany. Um, it was, I was trying to figure out why I'm a cranky single woman right now. Like, why, like, I'm just not, like... Would you like the answer? <laughs> or would you like to Do tell me what you think? Do you have an answer? No, 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 no. You, please, first. Well, it's, okay, it's because I didn't realize it, but I'm thinking about relationships all the time because of this show. Like, I'm reading a book uh, of an upcoming uh, guest. that Her book is coming out in a couple weeks, and last weekend I went to, like, a reading of young women who've written books about relationships, like a la Carrie Bradshaw, in a way, for another set of guests who are coming up. And I spent a lot of hours yesterday revamping our website a little bit, trying to sort of organize that, looking at our past guests. And I'm thinking about relationships and dating all the time now. And it's made me realize that, like, it's made me sort of, like, why am I not happy about being single? So you're, like, just more attuned to the gaping hole in your life that is... No, I feel like (laughs) I I didn't know that there was a gaping hole before, that now everything, all my research is telling me. Exactly. So let's quickly just talk about how this... uh, So how is this... So that's my epiphany about why I'm like, why am I so cranky about being single when before it never felt like something that was holding me back from life? And I was like, oh, that's why it's You're also just winter. You're conscious of it now. It's also winter and it's gross. I'm tired a lot. But um, <laughs> and you want like a warm snuggle buddy. Or I just don't want to have to be reading about warm snuggle buddies. Yeah. But uh, so let's talk about how having a dating show and also uh, especially having a public platform for talking about relationships has been affecting us personally. So what's been your sort of biggest learning curve right now as far as what the show has been? brought to your dating life i mean i don't know that i have like that i know for certain the effect that it's having on other people's view of me um but i will say that like i notice myself having like occasionally just like a cute female new follower on twitter who like i would not have gotten probably if i you know if we'd never like i noticed they'll have like followed our show handle and then mine as well, right. and probably yours too. So it's like maybe I don't not know. That I have I'm so many people special. who follow me on Twitter. I can't you do. Tell where I, they come from. I've got I'm like seven kidding. followers <laughs> and like two tweets. So, um, but you know, I I like notice that every once in a while. So I'm like, all right, like I'm getting some maybe some more at least like outward. Well, you, know, you, you share far the distant radio show attention. with people too, though. Like when on, on online dating, like you will tell them what the show is, right? Yeah, I mean, why would I not? Because I don't. I don't. Why not? <laughs> um, because if you know the name of this show, then you can Google my name and I'm all over the internet. And it's just, it's a lot to put out there. And I think we, I don't Google people before I go on a first date with them. And there's both things that are very personal about me on there. And then there's also things that are very much sort of leaning into the persona you have as a food writer. You know, it's very, a lot of things are very, um, either very polished that I have to present for clients or just... I don't know. Like, I feel like we project enough about people on for on dates 
that yeah. I don't want to give so much more fodder for somebody to project about who they think I'm going to be when I show up. I just want them to, I just want to be able to walk into the room, you know? Yeah, I hear you. But then also when you say that, like, whatever information is out there about you is real, is honest. Oh, of course. It's all and completely so, like, honest. And so, like, wouldn't you think that, like, over time they're going to get to know that anyway, and why not weed out anyone who might be turned off by it? I don't, it's not a matter of being turned off to me. It's a matter of just them having way too much information on a, you know, that's, that's in a way, even though it's me, it's still a secondary source. It's finding me on Cosmopolitan or Tasting Table or the Village Voice or something like that. And I'd rather just have somebody, like, we, we project so much onto each other already. Also, it's a safety thing flat out, too. Like, we've talked about the sleazy guys online dating that if they know, I don't want to start getting tweets from assholes. Like, I have to deal with right. that enough. Or having them, like, show up here. Exactly. Like, if you know where I am every, every you know, Monday at 4 p.m. Or, you know, it's just, it's, it's just another... Good thing. That's the address is totally confidential. So. <laughs> you know, we're in a bunker somewhere. Um, yeah. But well, that's a fair so point. How does, I mean, you, how does that... So, so, so it doesn't bother you that you are more, um, because of the show, just a little bit more Googleable that people... Like, you've put some I mean, very it, vulnerable it, blog posts on our Absolutely. On our and it certainly crosses my mind that people might read that and form an opinion and make a judgment or, you know, come in with whatever preconceived notions they might develop on their own. And yet, at the same time, like I said, like, I also think that I am... A very open book as a person. I'm, I'm very vulnerable guy, and so like I don't. I think anyone who's going to date me has to be comfortable with that and know that that's what they're getting into. Well, I want to know that. I want to challenge you a little bit on this because the the play that you're working on that you wrote, you were you were seeing somebody yeah. while you were presenting it, and you questioned if she should come. And I feel like that's a very because of its subject matter, which I feel like is very similar. Like, somebody can Google you, somebody can listen to the show, but unless they listen to every episode, it's not like there's a huge amount of raw vulnerability versus, like, some of the pieces that I've written. Like, I've written pieces about gaining, losing drastic weight and then gaining it during illness and the issues that I have with that. And, like, a lot – it's mostly my health stuff that I just don't want somebody to sort of read and jump to. You know, the other stuff is sort of whatever. But, like, you're, the play that you've written, it's very honest, and it's got a lot of really dark things, and you were really hesitant about having this woman see it, and you chose not to. And I feel like that's sort of on par with what I'm dealing with, with what's out there on the Internet. So perhaps, what do you think about that? Perhaps, although without getting too much into the content of the play, it's that is more relevant... The content of the play is more re relevant to dating and to, like my love life mean? and my sexuality than something about like a physical illness. I would, makes well, sense. you, your play is about a physical illness in a way. True. But it's also about sexuality and about, so are my pieces about dating with an illness? Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I just think it, that, I think that that's more on par with what you would be exposing compared to like the work that's out on the internet for all to see for me. Yeah, I mean... Well, think about it. Yeah, I think there's a slight difference to me. Um, but, I mean, to, to your ultimate, ultimately to your point, yes. I guess there are some things that I don't want to share right away that I would be uncomfortable with, like sharing completely. Um, and yes, so those things aren't there for anyone to see necessarily on the internet. So I guess I don't have that worry about I'm curious as, as, as much as you do goes perhaps on. if there are things that you feel like are out there that you don't feel comfortable yeah, I'm sure with. I'm curious as this show goes on how that changes hopefully the more people listen to us and hopefully the more visual the show is out there I'm curious as to how that will continue to change for both of us because right now it's not like I'm 
It's not it's not making my dating life worse by any means. It's just making me a lot more aware of how present I am online, which I never growing up would have thought that my world would be sort of Googleable for all to see. Yeah. It's something I'm still because I don't want to be a crazy public person. I never wanted to be that as an actor. I didn't want to be a film person in a public spotlight. I wanted to be a geeky stage person and the same way I sort of want to be just a geeky writer at home on her computer, but you can't be that really it's really hard to be that nowadays. You really have to have an online presence and promote all of your work. Well, you said you don't Google the people you date. Why is that? Because I want to see the person in front of me first. And also, I feel like it's sort of a waste of time. Because, again, the more you know about somebody, the more you're projecting what you think they could be. And then you and you and I have talked so many times now about, you know, making, uh, you know, about getting disappointed by people, by what you put on them. And I feel like the more I know somebody, the more I'm going to either project like, oh, I'm probably not going to like this person or, oh, my God, I'm really going to like this person. And it's going to affect the per- who I'm expecting to meet versus just meeting somebody and having a conversation and letting them, whoever they are in the moment, mm. you know, inform what I think of them. Yeah. It's interesting the difference between like dating and basically any other avenue in life where like for dating, if you like, you know, find someone, Google someone or Facebook someone before you go out on a first date, like we like use the word stalking. Right. Whereas, like, if you're going on a job interview and, like, you do your research, that's, like, doing, that's, like, totally acceptable right. and you're doing your due diligence doing your research. But, like, there's this, like, weird negative connotation about, like, doing research on someone who you're going to go out on a date with, yeah. which I think is strange. And I don't yeah. think it's, and I don't think the other side is wrong by any means. People, it's not like I'm like, oh, God, people Google. But, like, it's not, no. I mean, I get it for some people that you would want to do that. It's just that's not who I am, you know. All right. Well, um, we're going to bring in Leite in a little bit to sort of talk about how being a very public person in the food world. But you know what? It's cool to announce. Yes. We have a winner for our unrequited book challenge. Who are they? Well, it's just one winner. Yes. The lucky Yes, we already already drew before the show. Who we picked out of the hat, and we will contact you, Sherry, with your... um, with how we will, you know, we'll figure out how to get you you. the book. Thank you so much for the people who tweeted and And for the rest of you... Sorry, you but out. you cherry beat you. Well, and we're going to do more book. I think by the end of the season, we might give away like a fantastic package of all the books that we've had on this Ooh, season. I'm going to try to work that that's out. That's exciting. Yeah. Also, send us your dating questions to lovebitesradio at gmail.com so we can bring back our early, early third segment <laughs> that we, we had. We haven't like, asked anybody for this in a long time. When we were uh, asking, answering some listener-asked questions. So we With will guests, look forward yeah. to hearing some more of your questions. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with Leite Sue. So stick around. Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market, America's healthiest grocery store with more than 400 locations throughout the United States. Download the Whole Foods Market app on your smartphone for recipes, sales, information, and digital coupons. Or visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store closest to you. Leite Sue is a culinary connector, journalist, and advisor to big brands and small startups. In 2015, she co-founded Journey, where experts in food and travel share their own stories and curate unique travel experiences for guests. She's worked with clients including Twitter, Unilever, Cover, Soch, Plated, and Thrillist, and is the host of Word of Mouth here on Heritage Radio Network, talking love, fear, business, and pleasure with chefs and restaurateurs. Welcome to our show, Leite Sue. Hello! Glad you're here. Um, so we sort of jumped off the show with a quite perfect conversation to bring you in. So are you, you you're single right now? I'm single. You're single right now. You said you? that so like, <laughs> so like, you're not thrilled about that? Um, 
uh, I'm, you know, it's one of those things where you're thrilled about how awesome your life is, but then you're not thrilled at how terrible it is to get to know people in the New York, uh, New York, and actually worldwide dating scene. Do you date people in other cities? <laughs> like you travel a lot. I uh, have been open to dating people. Do you have in like a man cities. in each city? You, you know, do, don't I you? thought. No, I yeah. thought about that. I thought, well, maybe I should do that. But you know, uh, recently I reunited with. Uh, you know, okay. By the way, P.S. Before you go on a dating show, you think, huh? Am I still going to be lovable? Am I still going to be employable? But I want to give you guys all of it, all of it. So bring it. Seven years ago, I was dancing tango in Buenos Aires. I met a oh, Belgian. I was doing that seven years ago, weren't we all? Just Belgian so ballet jealous. dancer, and then you know because I posted this video of me eating durian on Facebook, and he thought it was funny. Seven years later, he was like, "Hi, hello," and he wrote me this big long Facebook message, like like a letter, you know. Aww. And just to make a long story short, we reunited. He drove nine hours from Paris to Berlin to come visit me, and then you know I really liked him and then then he fell off the face of the earth oh no what what do you think happened to make him fall off the face of the earth okay so another really i mean not to get all like death sex money you guys watch listen to that show okay so death sex money really good show okay not to get all death sex money on you but lately i've been putting out i think a lot of empathetic energy and it's been attracting widower-ish types widower Mm. types why do you think that is so Two examples. Uh, well, first, the, I think the reason why is um, I don't know. Wait, the was universe... he, wait, was he somebody who who needed he, a lot of sympathy? Was he a widow? Um, okay, so first off, I want to mention that my mother was diagnosed with cancer in 2014. Okay, so I've been thinking about death a lot. Cool. Silver lining is that you put up with less bullshit in your life, both personally and professionally. Awesome. Okay. He. Ah. Uh, it's he 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 was dating a girl for a long time and i think she had their baby in her stomach and she died in a car accident four oh, years ago oh so i know and that was four years ago and oh, i'm saying horrible. this with just a lot of love like i'm putting right. out there a lot of love because i i i mean just you know like yeah that's I really, horrible you don't want somebody you know, to live through I, that i and you know together i realized i danced tango again and I, i'm able to dance tango. you know it's just like this thing where wait so di- wait so you dated this person well, I didn't. I mean, I I had, a, you had like I a had whirlwind a, romance. I had a whirlwind romance seven years ago, and that's why I got to keep on putting out the video content, you guys. Because how else am I gonna hustle up lovers and and well, admirers from seven years ago? So let let's talk about that for a second. So like, so your public persona as a food person sort of plays into your dating. You don't like when Ben and I were sort of split as far as like what you put out there in the dating sphere, being a person who you are very Googleable. So you don't have any qualms about people finding out what you do and seeing who you are before they meet you in person. I do not have qualms about it. I think, uh, you know, I liked Ben's point. The thing is, I feel like I'm fairly real when I'm out there and my work is my pleasure. My pleasure is my work. So I, I do, I might've, I might've like fibbed on, or like, it might not be accurate. There might be an OkCupid question that asks you whether you Google people before you go on a date with them and i'm not sure if that answer is accurate but i i do now um increasingly google the people because time is our most valuable thing in this life and it's become ever the more clear and i just don't have i don't have time for people who aren't awesome and yeah 
it's also interesting, just another point on this, is that, like, it sounds like you were saying you kind of use, you, like, bait people with your videos or, you know, whatever, perhaps. And just another point, perhaps, Jacqueline, that, like, maybe you and I are so honest and there's so much, like, going on there with, like, us putting ourselves out there. Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of people, social media is, they craft their image on social media and therefore, like, do want people to come to it. Is that, would you say that's true for you, Leiti? I think that I actually have more awesome and delicious things happen slash I am working nonstop. You know, it's double-edged sword that my social media is is crafted for, the, for it to be beautiful and delightful and not waste your time, but truly is just one snapshot of a life that I um, I feel very fortunate to have. Um, and so what makes it very difficult in the dating world is that if, you know, if some do... Like, so actually, question for you guys... What do you think about who picks the place? Well, let me throw that question back on you. What do you think <laughs> about who picks the place? Like, do you, if you've got a first date with a guy, uh, do you suggest the place? Do you bring him to a work event or do you let him take the reins with that? Okay. So at first I would always pick the place because I, I am me and I like, you know, want my life to be awesome all the time. And often like I will know better because I do this for a living. Then I went into the whole like, oh, the girl has to like take you know, be the girl and let the guy feel like a man. So I did that whole thing, right? And now that time is even shorter because I'm running my travel company and I'm traveling all the time. So I don't really give a shit. Um, here's what happened last Friday. Okay. So I want to share this with you guys because I want to get your thoughts. Okay. Maybe I was being like... Okay, go for it. Extreme. On Valentine's Day, I was working nonstop um, just on stuff I love, right? all above and then i trolled okcupid when i was taking breaks in between like writing and you know etc and travel planning to to jump um on okcupid because i figure on valentine's day like the guy the guys on okcupid or whatever other dating apps the whole gamut i have all of them don't try to suggest anything okay they might actually be maybe potentially intentional maybe okay so what, that, you were looking for like a date for that night? No, not that like, night. Oh, okay. Just like sort of that people who were on there on that very day, they might, I don't know, the universe might be more like these are the intentional guys. Here you go. All for you. Okay. So so I hustled up some, some new and interesting prospects because I'm actually like in town for a beat, right? And then so there was this one guy last Friday whom I had a date scheduled with, but then earlier in the night, and I'm pulling out my text messages because I want to like do this oh, whole right. texting thing where you ask your friends, and I don't do that anymore, but since it's a dating show, I thought that might be fun. You so, don't ask your friends anywhere, but now you're about to ask the entire world. Everybody. Okay. So so this guy seems very, fairly nice, but then very quickly, the conversation got very like passive aggressive, oh, I, I believe. I'm already. Okay. So, and I, we haven't even met each other. So here's the thing. Here's my real life. I go to Batar. I go with a business colleague. Okay. We need to be there, but I'm also there because, um, you know, you know, yeah. And, and the folks are, and I, you know, know them, right. know them for a long time. The folks are friends and they invited me in and I'm like, okay, I do want to come in and try what you've been up to lately. Cause I haven't been back in a long time. I've not been in town. So then, so then I go, I, I go, so I'm like, he suggests this place that's honestly fine and charming, but would be better in the daytime because, it's really cute and Instagram photos. Okay. Don't hate me, you guys. I've been hanging out with a lot of Instagrammers. They're very good at what they do. Okay. So I'm like, well, what about Lilia? You know, because Missy Robbins right. just opened New up place. a place in Williamsburg. Yeah. Very and buzzy right it's now. It's right next to my house. And it is 
her food is insanely delicious. I know her cooking and I love her. Like it's new and there okay, was so like, what did he say? So he goes We're a short show. So he go I go, Hey, just wanted to say sorry again for the last minute changes to bother oh no, he goes Sure, I'll I guess I'll sit at home and wait for you to tell me when <sighs> and where. Or I'll just look up Lilla and he mis misspells Lilia and then Let's do Lilia, 8 p.m. Lilia, it is. Hey, just wanted to say sorry again for the last minute change. Is it bothering you? Couldn't tell from the tone of your last text. He goes, it happens. I go, chef sent out an unexpected extra course. Looking like more like 8.30. Totally cool. If you need to reschedule, let me know. And he goes, I oh, I thought we were eating. Yeah, let's do another time. I didn't think we had downgraded to drinks. All right. I'm sort of so on this was, guy's side. Ooh, okay. Really? I, I, yeah, because... You're flaking on him a little bit. Yeah, because talking about... You said you don't like having your time wasted. You just wasted that guy's no. time. He thought you were going to meet up, and no. you were pushing, and he thought you know the location changed. And no, then, so then I said... Unless there's something I'm missing, which I mean, could be if I were cool. him, If I were him, I probably just would have said, um, actually, no, I'm good, thanks. And well, his, well, and his like, message was aggressive, though. The whole, like, oh, I'll just stay home and wait. Right. I just the tone. I would be like, hey, like, no worries, let's reschedule. And then I probably would never heard from me again. Cool. Well, or never texted again. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, no, I think it's really just the tone thing. His, no, I his think, tone yeah. is definitely harsh. Because the tone was already very negative, I wasn't really planning on, like, I actually just wanted to be straightforward and practice that whole thing. Well, I have a question Ooh. for you from this, because that's it, definitely... super passive aggressive. It's a horrible dating conundrum. Like, we all do that to each other is the thing, so I don't blame you for that. We all definitely... Like, prior, like our priorities change with dating depending on what's going on with our work life. So as much as I jumped on that guy's side, I don't blame you because I've definitely done that and too. I and I've had do that two done dinners to me. a night. Exactly. Sorry, of not course, sorry. of mm-hmm. course. But so, where is dating um, on the priority list for you right now? Because you do travel a lot and you've got a really great job. Like, do you feel like you um, put aside time to meet someone, or would you? sacrifice any bit of your time with what you get to do to make room for somebody? I will answer that question just to say that maybe I'm a different person from when I was um, 25, both personally and professionally, in that I, you know, online dating is like very, very time consuming. And maybe I used to go on multiple dates a week, but I no longer have time for that. So I am actually sort of stuck in this, uh, in this, middle like this little like yeah this like purgatory yeah. between because i can't yeah it's hard we've talked we talked about our lady writer show sort of a similar thing of like oh when your life and your career is that awesome why would you want to go on another crappy date like when you could be having a great night at batard why would you want to leave early to meet a guy you're yes. probably just not going to click with particularly it, truly i know i know that i'm not completely uh in the clear but the tone was just already, oh, you know, yeah. pre, it's just like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of attitude, you know, that will never work out. Did you think you would have liked this guy before that text exchange? Like, yeah, did, yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. That's so what. nothing before then had yeah. given you an idea that he was going to, guys get turned so aggressive, very, no, I'm not going to say guys, some guys turn so aggressive, Women do too. very, it's true. It's true. But I'm like, I'm always more afraid to send the message that will prompt a guy turning aggressive and cranky. And and not to be like overly like bigger picture about it, but I think, you know, the more I read like the news in general, the more that like the way that men are per- in personal relationships like reflects the news in general. That is just, you know, that really? it's just that's just you know what I mean. Like yeah. Trump isms and it. It's just we could do a whole show. On I Trump. wasn't we I wasn't impolite. I just right. was myself. You know, yeah. myself was. 
that Lilia is really fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a hard, there's so many, there's so many ways of navigating between texting and online messaging and actually talking and meeting a person. I feel like you never, you, how many people do you actually meet in real life? Like way, really fast. Yeah. You know, because otherwise there's just so much opportunity for things to get misconstrued through messaging and Uh. through talking and over talking and over analyzing and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, you just gotta like, if there's a little bit of interest, you just meet, you can tell so much more from the first two minutes of meeting than you can. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm interested or I'm not. Or at least for me, I feel like I can tell. Completely. Oh my God. I have two things for you on that, which is what if I'm going to Miami on Thursday and then Paris and then Austin. I'm not back until mid March. Boom, and then. Well, what about that? Well, yeah, like how do well, you? Why t- are you trying to set up? Why are you trying to talk with me anyway then? Because Cause I am be actually a hopeless that. romantic, and I will keep trying, but I don't have time for it. But this is this part's even better, um, which is that then this morning this fellow tags me in on Instagram with a comment you know, with my handle for this one thing, this like thing with the words on Instagram. Right. Being a man is mainly just suggesting places to eat and then going where the girl wants to go anyway. I do not feel that way at all. Oh, thank you. In fact, I always suggest the place and we go where I suggest. And it's funny because I'm a food writer, I like the guy to suggest that. I might I I might amend it and be like, well, that's cool, but what, you know, I also have the weird food things, but I think it's, I let a guy pick. I'm going to a date, to a diner after this, and I think that's a great idea. In fact, I get a little, uh, I like to, you know, let the other person choose from time, like whenever they want, if they want to choose. But if I choose somewhere and like, I have an idea and I want to go somewhere, like I get annoyed when they're like too picky about that, not being the right spot for them. Oh, I get annoyed when people are like, man, I don't care. I don't know. What do you want to end or no? Oh, absolutely. I find find indecision or indifference a lot more annoying than people being too picky. At least if you're picky. Well, picky only if I chose and then you were like, okay. And then it's like, oh, well now maybe not. It's just like, ah, it's just, can you just go there and enjoy it and then, or at least pretend to enjoy it and then we'll go to the place you want the next right. time? Well, I have one you know? quick question before we switch to our favorite things of the week. Um, so, talking about meeting people in real life, do you date people in the industry? Do you date chefs, restaurateurs? Um, I used to and then not anymore unless it's like really like we've gotten to know each other and it's something that's like, it's like the real thing. Like, no, fireworks are always like, you know, there's fireworks. But no. no, unless there's actually <laughs> yeah, like, like in, daily fireworks. Uh, there's intention. fireworks. There's like, always I mean, like, fireworks. I have like fireworks with guys like five times I, a day. Yeah. I have, like, we're having fireworks right now. Can't you guys feel this? Oh, in the room? We're all going to make out after the show, guys. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I'm very excited about this. It's um, getting nice and toasty. Ooh, David in the booth is like, look at like, yep, yep, it is. It's happening. It's happening. Um, well, let's let's do our final segment before we got to take off. So uh, before we close the show, let's each share something that we read, ate, drank, saw, listened to, watched this week, either in the love or the food worlds um, so that our listeners can grab it. Benny, you look like you want to maybe start. I'll start us off, but I have to admit that I was not in New York over the weekend. I was in right. Boston, uh, but I will recommend a place for our Boston We're national. listeners. Um, I had an amazing brunch at a place called Clink which is a restaurant in the Liberty Hotel. Um, and the highlight was the Bloody Mary, Make Your Own Bloody Mary bar. <gasps> I love that. Valencia, Norwalk, Connecticut has that too. It's a really good Bloody Mary It was Mary incredible. Bar. My Bloody Mary had in it um, vodka, their house, house Bloody Mary mix, olives, pickles, <sighs> 
pepper jack cheese. Ooh. Oh, God, sorry. Pepperoni. I don't like cheese. Pepperoni, that sounds good. Uh, bacon salt. Wait, was it celery? Was it What kind of pickles were there? Was it cucumber pickles? Like a regular yeah. pickle? Yeah. Okay. Um, and sriracha sauce, Jamaican jerk hot sauce, and extra horseradish. Mmm. Benny looks really turned on right now. <laughs> you can't see the smile. I am more turned on like, by the Bloody Mary that I drank. Um, he's looking glassy eyed and in love. Or actually, right yesterday now. it was. Uh, then I have been uh, by pretty much like anything. Was it called again? Clink? Clink. In Boston. Yes, in, the, in the Liberty Hotel, which is a very cool hotel that is used to be an old prison that got turned into a hotel. So the whole thing is kind of like prison themed, but it's like very kind of. With like. Yeah, cannibalistic murderers. <laughs> yeah, it's really... All right, Boston listeners, let us know. Yeah, go check it back. out. <laughs> Fun, how about, cool. How about you, Leti? I have a a bite that flows into a, a long read. Okay. I went to Llama Inn, the Peruvian Yay, place. It just opened so up good. in Williamsburg. Eric yes. Ramirez, yeah. And then right, I didn't Eric know, Ramirez. by the way, I will say that this is a... This is an objective bite because I did not realize that I knew the owner, Brendan, until I tried to get a reservation. And I was like, oh, hey, hi, I know you. Like, he's like, just why don't you just, you know, call a man. So what was the bite? The bite is Lomo. By the way, it just make, makes me very happy because I want to tell you something. He used to have the restaurant called Vendog and then he did something in the Museum of Sex. So I like to joke that he goes from Dutch to sex to Peruvian. <laughs> so he's one of the most cutting edge guys out there. OK, when well, Eric Ramirez is a Peruvian chef who was in uh, Manhattan before and Lama Inn is he's he's really excelling. At Lama he's Inn. incredible. He's, and the decor is gorgeous. It is such a beautifully designed restaurant. So Eric, chef Eric's uh, uh the lomo saltado which is like chunks of delicious well-seasoned meat with a whole pile of gooey squishy french fries on top with like all this sauce on it and then accoutrement on the side and then like these like chinese-ish scallion pancakes is like this chinese these crazy peruvian corn thing. nut things that they make too those corn nut things did I didn't have, have the corn. Oh my nut god, those corn, I'm gonna have to ask crunchy Eric corn what those nuts? are again. They're like, yeah, they're like crunched up crunchy corn nuts. They're like so large good. corn nut, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So That's good. so that was delicious. And then um I was dining with Jay Cheshis, who's a really nice. incredible writer for Wall Street Journal magazine and other places, and there is a article okay. he just wrote about how one tweet may have almost changed the Cuban dining world, which is that one tweet started the whole uh, started started um, Anthony Adures and uh, oh my god I'm like well, what was the piece it was okay I'm like actually so it, it was about how uh, Enrique Overa tweeted right. at Anthony and then who's the chef who was in chef's table from Italy I'm like completely blanking on his name Massimo yeah Massimo joined Bacana. in on that and then the three chefs landed in Cuba with zero plan to research a restaurant that so they sexy. challenge They're each other so to have, which so is where was the piece? Where kind can of amazing. People read the piece? Wall Street Journal Magazine, Jay Cheshire's very, very fun piece. And he's an amazing writer. He's an amazing writer. All right, Jacqueline, you hit us up with your. Uh... So mine is um, about mine is something different. Uh, it's about it's a show Love on Netflix where I, I watched, keep hearing that that's really I really great. Three and a half episodes, and there's a lot of critiques that it's really slow. That for another show, the entire first season would have been wrapped up in the first episode, and that like not a lot happens. I really like it. I don't I don't find it slow at all. It's two characters who are very flawed. You get two sides mm. of them. Um, it's really and it's about their relationship. Well, I mean, I'm not even at the point of their relationship. By the end of the third episode, they like finally like she kisses him. But like there's a lot. It takes a long time. Um, but it's it's Judd Apatow produces it. Mm. Um, the writers are uh, 
sorry, Paul Rust and Leslie Arfin. They're a married couple, and it stars uh, Jillian Jacobs, and she's incredible in it. I really like it. The people are like, oh, it's too slow. Nothing Is it like happens. a Jed Apatow movie? It's a little bit more subtle, I think. And part of, and I love Judd Apatow's comedy, but I find his female characters often a little flat. Um, I think he's gotten better at that over the years. And I think that in this so far, I'm really loving Jillian Jacobs' character. She's a recovering alcoholic who's sort of a mess. This kid, Paul, like it's like, oh, she's so cool and, and troubled, and he's so sweet. And yeah, but it, but it's not stereotypical. It's not playing for cheap laughs. It's not playing for drama like girl you know it's being compared to girls is it a netflix a lot. original show netflix original it just dropped i think on the 19th or 20th or 21st and you know the whole idea of like oh it's not so plot building and you know i can't tell if i like these characters it's like fuck off you don't have to you don't have to like everything about every character i feel like it gives you about all the characters across the board that have been presented so far you hate things about them and you love things about them they're dynamic we are dynamic people like you don't have to like everybody and you don't have to have a producer or a writer tell you which character you're supposed to like you know, so in these fact, it's two... much more interesting when you don't know or you, when you get I, to choose or yeah, where there's different exactly. opinions. Exactly. Like, formulate your own opinion, people. So all the critiques about it, it's like, oh, it's slow. I don't know if I like these guys and this and that. And like, it's it, to me, I just really like, especially as a writer, observing human nature and the dynamics of everyday life and the choices that we make. And so for me, this show, it's not, you know, again, it's compared to girls. I think it's not as far at all as dramatic and as showy. As girls, I think these are 30-something people in L.A. L.A. is very much a character in it in the way that New York is a character for girls and sex in the city and things like that. I'm only three episodes in, but I really like it. I find it interesting and relaxing to watch without being obnoxious or telling me that I should be laughing. Is it the type of show that you think men will enjoy as much as women? I think so. I don't... I don't... I had not thought about that before. I mean, why don't you watch a couple and then maybe report back next week and see if... If you're digging it. All right, good. Yeah. I will. Okay, cool. Well, Lacey, I'm going to slam it. <laughs> you're going you're to hate it. Um, I think you'll like it. I think it's a really good character study in just how people, how people function. Um, Lacey, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so we're much so for having that, me. We're so glad that you were here. You brought um, the fireworks. I mean. I'm going to have that fireworks song stuck in my head. Who sings that? You're a firework. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. I'll put out there, you guys. If uh, you two happen uh, to know uh, any... Uh, Straight but could be gay, hilarious, loves food and drink, men in your life. Straight but could be gay? What yeah. do you mean by that? Uh, just very... Ex- Effeminate ex- men? Expre- no, Metro. expressive, secure, expressive, secure. You want to date them or you want to have them on your show? Oh, um, I want to date them. <laughs> okay, good. All right, people. We've made a call a call out for Lacey. Expressive gentlemen who are secure in what they do. Tweet at us if you, you want can to find, date You can tweet at us at Love Bites Radio, or you can find Lacey on Twitter and Instagram as Lacey Sue. That's L-E-I-T-I-H-S-U. Uh, you can find her show, her heritage show, Word of Mouth, on Instagram as Word of Mouth, or tweet using the hashtag hashtag WOM noms word of mouth noms and you can check out her company journey at www.gojourney.com that's journey with no e um, and all of this information is soon to be on our website thank you so much for coming on to the show Lady. That is our show for today. Um, check out lovebitesradio.com. We have just updated all of our upcoming and past guests, and we're still working on that, so you can find everything about our upcoming season on there. Um, lovebitesradio.com. Thanks to our new engineer, David. Hi, David. Hi, David. We have lost a Liz, but we've gained a David, and we love him already so far. He's drinking our, our champagne with us. So we're no, I'm not. Ha- no, he's, no, he's not. No, he's not. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, he's not. Heritage people. He's not at all. Um, so thank you, David, and to our sponsor, Whole Foods. Our theme song is You Better You Bet, covered by Robbie Gill and we are Jacqueline Raposo and Ben Rosenblatt. We'll be back at the same time next week here at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Later.
for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>